the end zone, and it is caught. Adolf here. Chubb. Down inside. The silent count. He bails out of the pocket there. And oh, Josh Hallers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the JWB Dynasty Digest, where we give you a consumable dynasty perspective. I'm Wyatt. You can find me on Twitter at Wyatt B underscore FF. I'm with my co-host, as always, Skyler. You can find him on Twitter at the FF Buffalo. And tonight we're joined by a good friend of ours. He's the co-host of the Terrestrial Takes podcast. It's our buddy, Tim. You can find him on Twitter at nubs with a double N and a double B. Tim, how you doing? Gentlemen, it's good to be back. How are you? <laughs> yes, back again. For those who don't know, we already recorded this, but it did not end up working. So we're recording this for a second time. Don't you just love when that happens? <laughs> yeah, we're having a great time. <laughs> we love we love counting on technology. So we hit we hit we hit Timmy up with a big "Would you rather?" Last time we we asked him if he'd rather uh, guarantee Aaron Rodgers gets him to a Super Bowl in the next two years with Green Bay, or he could move. Or and he wouldn't have to move ever again. Or if he got, or he doesn't, and he would have to move every three months for the next like two years. And he he took the Super Bowl anyway. So today we gotta hit him with something different because he he was already ready for that question. So we'll we'll keep this one simple. Would you rather make the playoffs every year for the next five years in one of your dynasty leagues, but you're not guaranteed to win the championship? Or would you rather win the championship one of the next five years, but not make the playoffs? any other year oh we're playing for titles baby we're playing for titles because <laughs> i can trip. just prep for the next five years or the next four-year window when i've already won <laughs> what if we're we playing for it, titles what if we made it 10 years you're still taking the one title well am i finishing second because that might be a monetary and oh, that might you're, be you're, you look you're, at the comparison you're, miss, you're missing the playoffs nine out of the next 10 years yeah. but you get one chip well if i'm finishing second in those years i'm not i'm not winning i might be making enough money to like if like comparatively to the 10 years where I'm, I'm winning the one versus the 10, I'm still coming out basically plus one season. I still want the title. I want the title. Right. <laughs> I can respect it. I can respect it. We're all, it's all about the ships. All right. Well, Mr. Title, man, why don't you move in and give us a quarterback that you'd like to talk about today? I, like I said, uh, I, I actually, I feel like I'm now like the the flag bearer for this quarterback, but it's Carson Wentz. I I had a hot take earlier in the offseason that it was posted on Twitter that I believe that he has a chance to be top 12, uh, top 12 dynasty quarterback again and top 12 in scoring this year. And that's to me his his ceiling, but I think it's more realistic. He's like quarterback 15 to 12, and it's within a marginal difference in point scoring per game between those quarterbacks that I really think he's going to have a good season. And one of the reasons for that is because if you can even just look at his completion percentage over the past couple of years, last year he had a 57% completion percentage with his career arc with this last season counting being 62.7%. Without it, he's actually at 64%. So we're looking at a 5 to 7% increase just back to his average, which um, I see behind this improved offensive line comparatively to Philadelphia in um, in Indianapolis. I, I, I see him having a much easier time behind that line. And the, just comparing to um, just some sack numbers last year, he had 50 sacks in 12 games last year versus 19 in 16 games for Rivers, which I know he was a reason for some of those sacks. But just 
that decrease in the amount of sacks should have a very big impact on his play as well as, you know, you know, getting back under Reich and things of that nature. I think it, there's a, it's just a really good fit for him to bounce back. And we were looking at him just a year prior. He was a top 10 dynasty quarterback. So I think right now is the time to, for the value um, gain just based on that. Hey, Skyler, how do you feel about Carson Wentz? Um, I'm just inclined to agree. Basically when he plays, he's been right around that quarter low end quarterback one anyway, even last year when he was terrible, so I think he's going to outperform. He's being drafted like quarterback 22 right now. I think he's going to outperform that just based on him playing. I would I would assume because even if he's awful, you know, he he's who the who's he's who they're running with for next year. So I think at least for next year, you're going to get a quarterback that you can play, and you're getting him for you know pennies on the dollar right now. As opposed to, as you said, he was a top 10 dynasty quarterback even just a year ago. So he recoups any of that value, and it's he, he's a player that's worth the the risk right now. The return on investment's there. Um, you know, generally speaking, uh, you're not going to find a quarterback that you can start in Superfest for much cheaper. So for me, I'm in. I'm in on Carson Wentz at his current price as well. I, I don't see as much risk as people are making it out to be. Now, I just had one other thing to say too: is that I understand that your league is really going to determine the market for these players and your league may just be very much about the young players. So he may never recover back to that top 12 dynasty value as a quarterback, but that means you're just buying the points at a discount anyway, then. And that's just another benefit to he's acquiring not, Carson. He's not Wentz. an old quarterback. He's like 20, mm-hmm. 29 no. years old. He's in that range with like Dak and Goff. He's in the break between all these young quarterbacks. We love, you know, Allen and Mahomes and younger. Versus the older quarterbacks that are kind of in the similar price range, or maybe even might cost more if it's like Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford, Ryan Tannehill. So he's he's not old, he's not young. There's there's plenty of time to make back on what you're buying him now. He could be a starter for multiple seasons for you. Yeah, before I move on to my quarterback, I want to just add that even in that disastrous season, he was quarterback 12 before he got benched because he has that rushing ability and he was using it last year to keep up his fantasy points. So even though it was a terrible year for the team and for him, he was still actually producing for fantasy, which is kind of crazy. Um, my only worry is that maybe he's a little bit shell-shocked from his time there at the end at Philly that it you know affects his his ability moving forward. But I, you know, a good, a for good the price offensive you can get line him. fixes a lot of those issues. Exactly. So, you know, and that structure that it'll have there with his old coach, you know, I'm, I'm, I think he's ready for a bounce back as well. The confidence will be there and he has a lot to prove. And Carson, he's got a little bit of the chip on his shoulder. I expect us to see it pretty early. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, my quarterback today is Ryan Tannehill, who, according to last sleeper ADP dump, is quarterback 18, which is just absolutely wild. Um, he's my quarterback 10. Only 32 years old, which isn't actually that old for quarterbacks. Still plenty of time left for him to have plenty of elite years. He became starter for the Titans in week seven of 2019. And from that point forward, he was the quarterback three that year. And then last year he was QB seven. And now they just added Julio Jones. They've been running Derrick Henry into the ground. So they're probably going to have to throw more. And they probably can throw more because they got Julio Jones. That defense got worse last year. And it probably is even worse going into this year. So I just don't see how Tannehill can be going as QB 18 right now after performing the way he has and probably had his fantasy situation get way better going into this year. Yeah. How do you guys feel about Ryan Tannehill? I mean, Ryan Tannehill, since coming to Tennessee, in games he's played with A.J. Brown, he's like the quarterback one or two. 
So, like, for me, you have A.J. Brown on one side, now Julio on the other. And it's all about efficiency with him because most half the time he's handing the ball off to Derrick Henry. And when he's not, he's got two of the best targets in the league or a free pass to – he does it once or twice a game with these 15-yard runs, you know, finger roll for touchdowns. And it just gives you such a <laughs> safe floor base. All he's got to do is throw a couple and then – He's a top performer for each week. So I think he's a lock next year as a top 10 quarterback. So getting him outside of the top 10 right now, I don't even care that he's 32. I think he'll be on a lot of championship rosters this year. Yeah. What about you, Tim? Yeah. When I found out from you, he was quarterback 18. That made me kind of ill. I was, <laughs> I can't think of 17 quarterbacks. I'd like, I'd rather have in front of Tannehill. Well, you, and I totally you agree. Like That's it. It's the youth spike because he was, he was all those rookies, all four, four of the five have passed him in the last month in ADP. So that that's where you see it. So crazy to me. Cause I don't think everyone can be buyers of rookie quarterbacks. We have to have some people that are trying to contend in startups. It just, it's insane to me. Yeah. At some um, point you have to win. Yeah. yeah. And I think he could have, because Julio Jones, no matter what we want to say about Corey Davis and Corey Davis is one of the, one of the receivers I actually really like Julio Jones is an upgrade. At everything yeah. Corey Davis does, Julio Jones does it better, as long as he stays healthy. So they're, they're not really losing anything, maybe chemistry, but Julio is a consummate for professional, and I don't see that being an issue whatsoever. But I, I really see like you're going to get kind of the way that Aaron Rodgers was you know, dropping in dynasty startups, and I'm not saying that he shouldn't based on his age and questionable health the last couple of years before last year. But I think you're going to get a pretty high level of production with Tannehill that it's going to feel like that type of value when you're getting them in the round that you're getting them in because of that QB 18 <laughs> valuation. <laughs> I can't even say it. It doesn't make sense. To me. Oh my God. Yeah. I love this. I, I would be all over Tannehill QB 18. Yeah. We yeah I mean, it's like, you can I was going to say, it's just like really simple. I mean, he was QB three, then QB seven, and he's probably going to have a better year than both of those years now. Like, I mean, what else do you need? <laughs> and you see a lot of quarterbacks that aren't necessarily the highest echelon of talent play into their mid thirties, play well under the mid thirties for fantasy. You know, like even a Matt Ryan, he just last year started to fall off maybe a little bit. He's 36, Tano's 32. Like there's, right. he's, he's not old. You have years left on there and, Quarterback 18, can't argue with it. I'd even yeah. argue, too, that if you compare not production but just physical ability at the same ages, I, I would think Matt Ryan was still more fragile at 32, where Tannehill's window could be even longer than that. So, Yeah. yeah. And, you know, for me, knowing that you, you, could, you could move right now a guy like Jalen Hurts for Ryan Tannehill plus – is pretty exceptional, you know, which I agree kind of drags me into who I'm going to talk about, which isn't necessary to talk all about Jalen Hurts, but how you should be viewing Jalen Hurts and what you should do with him on the teams where you have him. Because last year you grabbed him, he was maybe back of the second, early, late third, some leagues undrafted or fab. Like he costs you nothing. And then when you fast forward one year, all you need a break when these guys, especially the rushing upside, they break into the team and they play. And you're moving him for multiple firsts. Like, you could trade Ryan Tannehill on a flex player for Jalen Hurts in a lot of leagues right now. I mean, Jalen Hurts is going as the quarterback 12 versus the quarterback 18 there. It's a whole round or two beforehand. So, for me, I'm taking that and what we saw with Jalen Hurts last year to tell people that you should be buying in now 
at guys like Cowan Mon, Davis Mills, and Kyle Trask. Because these quarterbacks, who all have one or another thing going for them, are all costing you middle of the third round in your rookie startups. That's essentially free. You can get into that area and move back from the second to that area and pick up one of these guys for nothing. And if any one of them gets a chance to start, you're going to be flipping them. It might not be as huge as Hurts right now, but you're going to be flipping them for the return on investments right there. Like you take a stab at a Dwayne Eskridge or Tutu Atwell, like even if they hit, the return on that investment is, isn't even close to what you'd be getting out of a start, starting quarterback. So for me, just purely on where you are in the draft, there are three guys that I have not left a rookie draft without. You know, Kellamon, there's all this talk on Kirk Cousins about behind closed doors about how people aren't necessarily happy with them. They're not, they don't feel like they've gotten what they paid them for. And, you know, they, they were rumored to be looking at even Justin Fields there in the first. So them coming in with Kellamon, I don't know if it's this year or next year, but there's there's a chance for him to come in on potentially of the three I mentioned. What's the best, you know, the best, uh, the best, could be the best team at the time in which he comes in. You know, and then you look at Kyle Trask, what's going for him is he has the best weapon. He would have the best weapons to throw to if he came in right away. And Davis Mills might have the quickest road to becoming a starter. So, but I would flip him before he even starts a game once you know he's a starter because Houston's going to be tough to watch this year. But all three of them have something good. So, Timmy, have have you been leaving your drafts with these guys, or where do you see them? What have you been doing with Jalen Hurts? Where do you stand on this situation? Okay, so there's a lot to unpack there. I'm not a Hurts guy. I understand the reasons as to why people can be, and I respect their decision for doing that, but I, I'm not a believer in his long-term success. And I actually was able to draft him in a league to with the intent of trading him uh, just based on the rookie fever at the time, rookie draft picks were going very high. And I was like, I'm just going to keep soaking up this value versus your opportunity cost of taking rookie picks. I left that draft with no rookie picks. And I was able to trade Jalen Hurts. Um, and it was basically, there was another deal after I moved Hurts. But the final haul I got was 107, a future first, and 212 for Jalen Hurts. So I was really happy with that trade. Um Base. If you're the second question about if I'm taking any of these guys, I've targeted Mills more than the other ones. I had a rule. I wanted to leave one draft in one league with Trask. I don't really believe in Trask, but I think there's a chance he could have uh, some sort of value where he throws up some prayer balls. They're answered and he gets another chance to start. Um, but with Mills, I think he has the easiest route. And that's what I'm looking for when it comes to third round picks. If I'm not intending on holding on to guys, I'm looking for the the quick value spike as much as possible because I want that return on that third rounder as, as soon as I can get it and then basically push it into another year's draft or even into a, a, an actual player that's then realized value. But yeah, my whole my whole focus is to try to increase my ROI on that third rounder. And I want to do that with drafting quarterbacks. Now, when it comes to Mond, I, I watch a lot of Texas A&M. I understand that people see him very athletic and like potentially a, a good fit for fantasy, but he's not a leader. He he lost games for them like by himself, and he's always worked on stacked offenses that he's basically underproduced with. So I don't really have much faith in Mond. But once again, if Mond starts, like you were saying, he has a big rushing game or produces decently, there's going to be a demand for him for sure. 
Yeah, with all these players, you know, I don't normally like to look at players as like, you know, stocks like you would in a stock market. But I, that's exactly how I look at all of these players because I don't actually like any of them. So I haven't really have any interest in having them, but I want to I, I know that they can hold values. So I'm interested in them for that value spike uh, to try and, you know, move them for uh, better assets in my mind. I'll say that I think actually out of the, those three, Kyle Trask is my favorite, not because I like him the most. Um, actually, I probably like him the least, but. I think he went to the team that probably suits him best and he's behind the quarterback that probably suits him best to learn from. Um, and he's probably the cheapest out of those three. So you could probably have him for nothing. And if, you know, Brady decides to hang it up at the end of the year and Kyle Trask is the starting quarterback at Tampa Bay, I would move on immediately because he's probably going to be at his best value at that point. Yeah. It's, it's a really good point. And it's what's yeah. interesting is all three of us had a different favorite with you having Mills and Wyatt liking Trask. And I personally like Mon just because I think he's the buzzes I've heard around the most respected in offices. And I think, I think Minnesota could be excited about him playing there. So it's just, it's just an interesting thing, which is why I said, just identify what you like and really just take whatever one falls. And, th- and that's something to remember in your leagues too, is there's probably a person like every one of us in those leagues, you know, there's someone who likes Mon, there's someone who likes Trask, there's someone who likes Mills you just got to find that guy or girl. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to do it for our quarterback talk. Before we go, Tim, do you got anything you want to plug? Oh, yeah. I'd like to plug Terrestrial Takes. Uh, that's the pod I'm on with DeShane's, Fade DeShane's. He's a great Always. host, great editor. He makes his own intros. They're really good. Um, yeah, he's a good buddy of mine. I'm actually going to his wedding in October, so we're, I'm really pumped about that. And then uh, just donate to any of your charities. There's a lot of charities going on right now in terms of charity season with uh, Scott Fishbowl. So, yeah, pick out the one that you have a, a, an interest in and go ahead and donate some money if you can. Definitely supporting you in that. That's well said. Um, I was happy to have you here. It was great talking to you uh, again uh, two nights in a row now. <laughs> I'm sure we'll do this again another time as well. Heck, yeah. All right. Till next time. See you later.